Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome back to I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we have another amazing guest with us. We have Jocelyn, who is the owner of Lexentis. She is a certified women's business enterprise, and she is equipping leaders and entrepreneurs with essential skills that harmonize people and profits with a special focus on resilience coaching to empower leaders to transcend survival and thrive through positive change. Chair of the Forbes Business Council's Excelling as a Leader group, Jocelyn possesses a profound grasp of business earned from decades of experience from public service to CEO of a software company. Thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm super excited to be talking about this. It is so important to be talking about money. <laughs> I know, you know, and a lot of people don't want to talk about money because it's taboo, but we mm -hmm. we want to eradicate financial literacy, especially with women, especially with six-figure coaches. Absolutely. You know, yeah, we all want to make a profit, right? And we want to keep this profit flowing and multiplying and getting to that mm -hmm. next level. So you have this wonderful coaching business that you've used your gifts and talents to step into um, to, to expand your territory, to multiply your wealth. Tell us, what was it like before you got into entrepreneurship? What was your relationship with money like? It's kind of interesting. I think part of it is cultural. So I'm French Canadian. And I think that the whole idea of joie de vivre is very real. So it was very much... Money is something that you you get because, well, you like to eat and have a roof over your head and buy clothes, <laughs> but it was ultimately for living. And so that was kind of my relationship with money early on. And it wasn't until I really got into business that I started really expanding the, the mindset of money in the sense that there's this side of business that's a very uh profit oriented that is all about okay what can we do to make as much profit as possible get uh, uh team members at the lowest cost possible and all that stuff and it's grind and it's burn them and and churn them essentially just in this revolving door of people and that the other extreme you have well we don't want structure. Everybody can do whatever they want. Uh, we need to support individuals in, in everything. And then it creates a culture where there's no accountability and individuals are, are just uh, doing whatever. And then it costs clients. And then you have to 
give money back to clients because they're not happy because they're not getting the service, but that you can't do anything about it because, oh, well, it's not their fault. And so you have kind of these two extremes that I've been exposed to. And I was like, how does a business make money if, if you're living in those extremes? And so what I discovered was this middle ground that you have to push toward. And that really comes from actually my leadership philosophy, uh, which is very people centric. And people is, and I, I qualify like the organization as a person in that. So I have like the organization, the clients, and the team members. And it's when you find that middle ground between those three, that's where the real magic happens. And it takes a lot of mindset shift, you know, to not think money is, is all about greed. It's not. If you don't have money, you can't run a business. And what that means is you can't deliver a product that is superior to your clients, which means they will not be referring you to anyone. Mm -hmm. And your team members won't be happy. So they won't be doing their best work. So you always have to find that middle ground. So that's, that's kind of the evolution of, of money right now. I'm all about like before I was like, I want to know money. And now it's like, yeah, it's important. Yes. Let's focus on revenue, but not at the expense of everything else. There's a reason why we focus. Yeah. it's so important to have a balance, you know, and I, I, I always like to say to my clients, you know, every dollar has a job. And of course, if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, he coined that phrase. And when you think about it, if you don't know where your money is, or you have a desire to make, you know, 200K and you don't have a plan for it, that could be a reason why you're not making it, you know, but when you think about the money and making it, it's easy. So many people just go out there and make money. You can have multiple income streams coming in, but then you don't know what to do with it. And you're, you know, a lot of, coaches will, or entrepreneurs, even business owners. I mean, I, I, I've known a lot of different, you know, niches and things like that. They all do the same thing. They take all of their money and put it right back into their business, or they put it all towards debt. And then that just keeps racking it up. Did you ever experience that in your roller coaster relationship? Yes. I love what you just said, because I've seen that in, in many entrepreneurs as well. Uh, usually entrepreneurs start off that uh, what I've seen, small businesses that grow, uh, they start off really small and they're really bootstrapping everything. Right. And so there's this mindset of, okay, money is rare. Money is scarce. Okay. I really have to hang on to this. And like you said, once they start making money, once they start crossing, you know, the million dollar, $2 million, $3 million mark, then they're like, Whoa, look at all this money. And so they, they have two reactions, either like, oh, we have to save it because it's all going to fall apart and they don't invest enough in the business. And that's a big thing that really is important. Learning the difference between investment and spending money in your business. Because one brings you money and one doesn't. Um, but that whole idea of, okay, just uh, uh, hoard, 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 because we don't do anything. Or the opposite is, uh, oh, well, uh, we need to spend money to make money. So let's just, woo. and then they end up buying all these things for their business that they don't need and uh, giving, you know, salaries that they really can't afford to give. Uh, but, but we need to do this, but we need to do that. We need to compete with, I don't know, big giant corporation. No, you don't. You, you're, you're not in that class and you're not going to attract the same type of employee and it's okay. Right. So yeah, absolutely. That whole, it, it, you need to evolve 
your money mindset as your business evolves so that you're not impressed by the numbers so that it's not mm -hmm. like, oh, look, it's $3 million. Therefore, okay, uh, I need, I need to do this or that. And it's like, no, it's just, I don't want to say it's just money, but it's just money. So as you said, it has a purpose. Great. Treat it like everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having a relationship with money is one of the keys to, you know, be able to, when you decide like, okay, if, if, you know, the real revenue is 3 million and what do you want to do with that 3 million and really setting it up, but making sure you cover your taxes, your operating expenses, you're taking yep. your owner's comp and, you know, always putting back into profit because you are your best asset in your company and everyone starts off as solo, right? And we all have, you know, the, the same ebb and flows, the, the things, you know, you, you might get an assistant and you might have to fire that assistant, you know, but yeah. a lot of waste that I see in business owners is growing their team too quickly. And a lot of businesses shut down within the first five years. And there used to be in the financial world, there used to be a, a, an understanding, a, 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 a truth, I call it a myth truth, is that if you don't, you, you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you will not make money, you will not make a profit for your first three years. And I'm like, that's not true. No. You can make a profit day one. Absolutely. As long as you know what to do with that money. So for you, when you, how long have you been in business? Uh, I've run my business for five years now, yeah. but I've had another business before that. I kind of go in cycles. <laughs> so oh. I, can, I had, I had a, 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 it's kind of interesting. I had a writing business that I was growing and that was going pretty well, but like every other business, right? It's, it's, it has its ups and downs. And sometimes it's like feast or famine. So it's always planning for that as well. Like having money set aside for those months where, okay, it's quieter. And actually when you've been in business for a number of years, you start seeing some patterns like, okay, summer people usually go on vacation. Okay. They usually come back in September going, I have all these goals for the end of the year. And now all of a sudden they're, you know, rushing. So I uh, usually learn those patterns and you can plan for it financially. Um, but as I, I had my writing business and then uh, I joined this, a software company I just wanted during a quieter time. And I said, ah, just a little bit of extra income. And, uh, and then I just discovered how much I loved like the software business. And I was like, this is super interesting. And I got, I went all in on, in a, for a while. And uh, then I became their COO and their CEO. And then I got to really play with big numbers and do, do this thing with the Forbes business council and all kinds of stuff, which was really cool. Uh, and then I, uh, somewhere along the way, I was like, I really miss running my own business. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, let's, let's start the, the coaching business also because I have a real passion for it. Quite honestly. Uh, I just see this, mm -hmm. this need uh, for people to feel supported. Uh, something that I experienced was feeling a little bit lonely at times when you're running mm -hmm. a business and you're doing it at the, a certain level with a lot of pressure at one point you kind of feel like, wow, I, I really wish there was somebody else I could talk to who can understand me. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I really leaned into it. And that's how, and so now I've been doing that for five years. Awesome. Yeah. And lots of people will change like, you know, their, their business. That's one of the nice things about being an entrepreneur. Right. And, you know, so we, we all, when I first started off online coaching, you know, we were like, well, you need a business name. And I'm like, I'm just using my name because I'm probably going to change my hats. I'm not going to rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> so it's Lisa Drennan, LLC. <laughs> it's never yep. going to, 
And, uh, you know, realizing we have these special gifts and talents to be able to do it. But most, um, most people who start businesses fail within five years or stop doing it within five years because the business isn't producing what they hoped for in their wealth. And like, so they had these big, huge goals. Like when clients come to work with me, they're like, I have a goal to make 200, $300,000 a month, a month. Okay. And what are you going to do with that money? Like, well, how do you visualize yourself receiving this money? What are you going to do with this money? And we have this conversation and, you know, I always tell my clients when you first work with me, it's a customized plan. This isn't a one size fits all because your values and what, how you manage money, how you relate to money is completely different even from your spouse, because you're always mm-hmm. on different pages, right? And there's seven yeah. archetypes of personalities on my webpage. Um, and there's this really fun money dating game, right? And when people go through that, they're like, they recognize which one is the strongest archetype in their own decision process. So when you think about, you know, the driver of your relationship with money, what's that like? Tell us about it. If money was a person, how would you describe your relationship? I would say very intellectual. Uh, it's just me and, and, and like I said earlier, for me, money is is essentially another another thing that is part of business. Just like I manage people, I manage clients, I manage tasks. Well, I manage money. And it's just one of those mm-hmm. things that clearly is essential, but every part is essential. And mm-hmm. so it's like, how do you navigate all those elements and make sure that you're putting the attention where it needs to be and Mm -hmm. really leaning into that idea that it's not about greed again. It's about survival. If you don't make money, your business will not thrive. And, you know, I hear some entrepreneurs talking about, well, I just want it to be about culture. I want to have the best culture. Okay. That's great. But if you don't have the money, you don't won't be able to pay for the culture. You won't be able to sustain the culture and it's just going to fall apart. And it, the, adding to that, that whole money part, extending that a little bit uh, into sales and sales is actually something that I had to work on because I had this idea. Money was not an, an issue as much as the idea of sales. You know, I had this kind of archaic image that, oh, I needed to approach someone and be like, hey, want to buy my services, you know, or something like that. It's like be pushy. Oh, they don't want it. It doesn't matter. Keep pushing, convince them. I was like, no, that's not what it is at all. It's about letting people know what you're offering. If you really believe that what you're offering can help people, just talking about it is enough and you will attract those people, but you need to be talking to people. You can't just be sitting at home, you know, just talking to no, well, you can't be sitting at home talking remotely, but you can't just <laughs> be not talking to anyone, just being all by yourself, not doing anything. Like you need to be out there and, and that will in itself, you just showcasing how happy you are about it and how I'm going to say confident you are that you can help people that will attract that money in itself. And it's not, you know, again, it's not about providing something that they don't need. It's, Hey, you need that. I can Mm -hmm. help you with that. Let's put this thing together and we can both benefit from this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And having that relationship and having that talk, like I always, one of the exercises that my clients go through is a dear money letter. 
and just writing out like how ticked off are you at money right now? You're like, you know, where are you at in your business? And you're you're not, where do you want to be? You're not there yet. You know, and we all have these different challenges and struggles. And I always say our thoughts are the most powerful tool that we have because dictating the results that we get, you know. And when you think about some of the, the challenges that you went through, what was the biggest challenge that you've had in, in this current business? Uh, the biggest challenge probably was getting over the whole sales thing, mm-hmm. getting over, get, having that, that idea that I want that. Yes. I like, I truly believe I can help people. And I, I've, I've experienced it. I've been there. I know what it's like to manage at that level to run a business at that level i know the pressures i know the ups and downs i know like the emotional labor of having to lay someone off that that is one of the hardest thing termination is hard but laying someone off is harder because usually you lay off people that you wish you could keep and mm-hmm. that emotionally especially when you're a people centric leader who really got to know the person who believes in the person and you know their story and if you know the the, the struggles that they are already going through and you're like great and now I have to lay you off that is whew, it is rough and so like i understand all that so when when i talk about what i do it comes from a place of hey i i've been there and i know what it's like and i can help you as opposed to Okay, I have this thing that I want to sell you. Let me convince you that you need it, even you, even though you don't. So it's getting over that part. I think was the biggest challenge for me to, to become come and talk openly like this and have mm-hmm. conversations, be visible, and not be concerned that oh, what are people going to think of me? Just as an aside, because when I became a leader very early on, I was told you laugh too much. Nobody's going to ever take you seriously. And yet, you know what? I became a leader and it went well. And I'm still myself, my authentic self. And that's a big piece too. So I think it's all of that. The, the, but the biggest, biggest challenge definitely comes back to the sales part, getting mm-hmm. over that idea that it was about being pushy, that it was somehow dirty, that it was somehow something negative. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's you're helping people. So Yeah. Yeah. And having that business plan in place is so important, you know, because there's the marketing strategies, the sales strategies, you know, decline attraction, all that stuff. But if you don't have the plan in place and you don't know where you want your business to go, it's not going to grow. And it's so important to check in with yourself and, and just, you know, evaluate and set like, you know, everyone has a bucket list. You need a money bucket list. Mm-hmm. So what's on your bucket list? Um, on my money bucket list? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's a good question. What's on my money bucket list? I don't know. I kind of just go through life living as I'm going. Like, I, I, I don't know if you, you know this about me, but like I walked away from a well-paying job to go live on my sailboat with my husband and travel for a year. And then we traded that in once we decided, okay, you know what? This was a great adventure, but not a lifestyle for us. And then so I was I was still running my uh, my writing business back then, and then uh, we lived on a motorhome for four years, and so I kind of just very much go with the flow kind of person. So it's like I said, mm-hmm. my relationship with money isn't as much a, a goal as am I doing the things that I want to be doing with my life, and am I having the impact that I wish to have on others? Because that is mm-hmm. a huge huge part for me. That whole people-centric thing comes from a desire to have positive impact on other individuals and kind of create that through life. 
that ripple effect of leadership and positivity through life. And so that's kind of where I would say, so my, my bucket list, it's, it's I'm pretty much doing it as I go. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't define the bucket list, but that's okay. <laughs> It'll give you something to think about, right? Like what, if I, you know, doubled my, in the next six months, what would I do with that extra money? You know, and, you know, imagine getting a profit every three months, right? Every quarter. And it's, you know, bonus time. Like you get to have fun, right? Having money is fun. And I always say like, wealth is in the mind. Like um, some of my clients, they define wealth as a tiny home on a huge lake acres surrounded by mountains. And other of them are like me, they want to be at the beach, right? In a beautiful beach house. So how do you just, how do you define wealth? Right. And knowing like what you want with your business kind of helps give that, that wealth activation roadmap that my clients and I create for them. And it's so beautiful because when you see that you're like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that. And it gives you that dopamine every time you get closer to that goal that you set for yourself for that, that money bucket. So I love that. I love um, that you you're in the moment, right? We're doing what we yeah. love. I love that you took off, you know, it's very, it takes a lot of courage to walk away from a high paying job to go live a sailboat uh, with one other person <laughs> for a whole year <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. It's like, Hmm, do I really want to do this? <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to do that, but I imagine <laughs> a beautiful experience, especially it if you is. were warm weather. Where did you sail? Uh, well, we left we left uh, Lake Ontario and went down the Oswego Canal, I want to say, and then the Erie Canal, and then out on the Atlantic. We ended up in New York, then went out on the Atlantic. It was a long journey. <laughs> we ended up yeah. all the way in Key West. That was so fun. We spent a oh, couple yeah. of months uh, at Anchor in Key West, living the Key West lifestyle, uh, then crossed over at the Bahamas and uh, then did that for a little bit. And then at that point, we're like, yeah, I think that was fun. That was a good adventure. But uh, first of all, I don't like big heat. I'm, ca- I'm very Canadian when it comes <laughs> to that. I don't like big heat. And I was like, I'm tired of being hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was definitely a thing. <laughs> So, so, but I want to come back to a point that, uh, that you mentioned that I thought was really good about uh, the uh, importance of having a strategy for your business, because Mm -hmm. I have seen people build a business, just not expecting it to take off the way it did. And they ended up trapped in a business that they hated essentially. And they were making a lot of money, but they were very unhappy. And all they wanted was being out, but they couldn't get out because everything was built around them. So I love that you, what you just said, like earlier about the the whole thing about know your strategy, know where you're going, because think that, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to make me a lot of money. Okay, great. But are you going to be happy? Is that going to fill your joy bucket? Because if it's not, if it takes off, you might end up trapped in there for a while. Yeah. And having an exit plan, because I know a lot of, um, yes, a lot of, um, people want to sell their business, you know, and it's like, oh, I never mm-hmm. sell my business, but you know, that's I said, actually, I don't know if they're coming on my show or if I read something that there's a coach out there that helps you with your exit plan. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. So I, maybe, maybe it's a future guest. I don't know, but thank you so much for sharing all of the things that you shared. Tell us more about what you specifically do and the best way to reach you. Yeah, so I focus on mostly resilience coaching, uh, which is in various 
forms. So it's leadership coaching with positive impact. And so it's how do we make our business more resilient? How do we make our team members more resilient? How do we make ourselves more resilient at leaders? What skills do we need to be stronger, to be able to deal with all this and manage the daily ups and downs of leadership and business? And so that's what I do. And I would say the very first thing to do would probably get to know me better. Like I have a YouTube channel where I share entrepreneurial tips and leadership tips every other week. So do that, see my mindset, learn about business a little bit more. And uh, then if you feel like you need a little bit more support, can reach me on my website or, you know, make a, put a comment in YouTube or reach me on LinkedIn at Jocelyn Mori Nurse. And uh, yeah, and we'll start chatting. Awesome. I love that. And what's your best financial tip that you can share with the audience? The best financial tip, especially for businesses, is don't run your business by your profit and loss statement. Make sure you keep an eye on your cash flow. There is this beautiful quote by Michael Dell, and I, I had it handy just in case you asked. Michael Dell mm -hmm. said, we were always focused on our profit and loss statement, but cash flow was not a regularly discussed topic. It was as if we were driving along, watching only the speedometer, when in fact, we were running out of gas. And I have mm. seen this happen when it's like, oh, but we're profitable. Oh, but we're profitable. Yes, but you are overextending your credit and you do not have a ca cash and you are running out of cash fast. And so that is my, my big tip. Do not run your business mm -hmm. on your profit and loss statement alone. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's so important to look at all the numbers. And that's why we have a wealth activation roadmap. So you can see the full picture. And when you see it visually, it's completely different than knowing it in your head. And when you, it's, it's so important to focus on everything that your business is doing, um, because we don't want to lose sight of what's going on. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise. For those of you listening, please check the show notes, connect um, and learn more about this resili resilience. It's the third time I've heard this word um, in the last two days. So I'm going to start paying attention more about that. And for those of you listening, be sure to share the show, give us a five-star review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.